Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Sally Gatt is the muscle mama. She's a renowned fitness, hormone, and fat loss expert, and her online platform, The Muscle Mama, was a winner on Shark Tank. Sally is considered a pioneer in linking the role of hormones to strength, fitness, and dramatic fat loss success. Sally has spent the past 20 years helping women worldwide to reach their hormone health, fitness, and fat loss goals. She became a personal trainer in 2002 and competed as a fitness model in various international competitions. In 2013, she launched her online business, The Muscle Mama, where she helps women learn the right training techniques for improving muscle mass, not only to age well, but also as the most sustainable and effective method for long-term fat loss. Her philosophy and training protocols are always centered around hormone balance. Sally was a contributor to Rescue for over five years and is the fitness expert I included in my book, Rescue Me. In this episode, Sally Gatt shares her well-being and body transformation secrets that will have you feeling and radiating strength and vitality like never before. I'm excited to introduce you to Sally Gatt trainer extraordinaire and the entrepreneur behind The Muscle Mama. Welcome to Ageless by Rescue Sal. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to deep dive into the idea that exercise is not just exercise and that your hormones have a massive role to play in the type of results that you can get no matter what age you are, to have a really ageless approach to fitness and body shaping. Can we start with your take on the role of hormones and stubborn body zones? Yeah, sure. So a lot of people, when they look at conventional, you know, eating and exercise plans, uh, there's often a few different theories, I guess, you know, calories in, calories out, uh, what's your sugars and all those things do play a role, but what often gets overlooked is what hormones, uh, you know, what hormones play a role in things like exercise and food and lifestyle. Um, so often what I always refer to when I'm training or put, doing up a training and eating program is what's the hormonal response. So, for example, when you're doing a lot of cardiovascular exercise, you know, running, cross-trainer, what hormones are active then? Uh, when you're lifting weights and when you're doing resistance-based training, what hormones are active then? And what is the best portion to do to keep those hormones balanced? Because if you're doing too much of the wrong exercises, then often you can actually contribute to imbalancing your hormones even more. Um, so, yeah, so often I look at the whole you know, picture, not just the exercise, but your food and your lifestyle and how all those contribute to balancing your hormones. I'd never heard of anyone approach exercise and fitness in that way. And I guess your background is that, you know, you you were a trainer and you've done competitive um, modelling in fitness as well. Are these kind of principles uh, you know, weight training principles? Where Where is this background of looking at hormones hand-in-hand hand with fitness? Where does this come yeah. from? 
So I studied, oh, I'm showing my age now, but um, well, almost a decade and a half ago now, I stumbled across biosignature, which is the study of hormones and how they correlate to stubborn areas of body fat. So basically with that uh, study or those, uh, you know, concepts, I started to look at how to tie those in with exercise and food and lifestyle. Um, so biosignature has been around for quite a long time. Uh, and it's basically if you were to see a practitioner like myself in person and do 12 insights, then from there it gives you an overall body fat percentage. But what it also does is it, it shows you where you're predominantly storing body fat. So, for example, if you're storing it around your navel, then you link in the hormone that is, um, you know, imbalanced or you link in that hormone that says, all right, well, we need to look at these aspects of your training, nutrition and lifestyle program to try and, and get that hormone balance, which will help with that stubborn area of navel body fat. Um, so, yeah, that's biosignature basically linked link in the hormone to the stubborn area of body fat. When you speak about biosignature, it kind of plays into that idea that, you know, um, a lot of people say, but I can't move it. No matter what I do, I train all the time, but I just can't seem to move the stubborn fat around my booty or I can't move the fat in under my arms. And a lot of uh, trainers laugh at that and they say, no, you mm -hmm. can't spot train. But are you saying that yeah. we can spot train? Yeah, well, if you look at the hormones and, uh, you know, the receptor sites or the hormone receptor sites around different parts of your body it makes sense that if you've got too much of that hormone then you will store fat in that particular area so going back to the navel fat often that's linked to high cortisol uh, so you can train till the cows come home you can go on you know strict diets and all the rest but if you're sleep deprived if you're dehydrated if you're not getting a lot of that stress management stuff and that lifestyle stuff you know it can be hard to shift fat so that's why a lot of People have come to me and saying, oh, I've tried a lot of things and it's not working. And often even just doing your blood work, making sure that your magnesium levels are where they should be can actually help balance that, that hormone cortisol. So when you start to balance that, then you'll find that that nasal fat can actually be reduced. So, yeah, so there is some truth to squat training. doesn't mean that it's not it's the easy way out, I guess, because you've still got to do work. You've still got to figure out how you're going to tackle that. Um, but it's just a more scientific approach rather than just go with the conventional uh, means of training and exercise. And, you know, often people say, well, just eat less, eat less, but that's not sustainable. And, and actually that can do more damage to your cortisol uh, and your other hormones as well for the long term. So we talked about cortisol being a, a cause of excess fat around the middle zone. Um, let's go down to the uh, muffin top and back fat. Is that the same cortisol uh, or is that the same, same fat yeah. receptor? So in biosignature, that's often linked back to insulin. So you've got uh, insulin-resistant conditions like polycystic ovary, um, there's you know diabetes, type 2 diabetes, there's things like that that can actually stop you from metabolising carbohydrates. Uh, often what happens if you're not metabolizing carbohydrates, it's an insulin issue. You don't necessarily have to have those issues to be a little bit insulin resistant. Uh, resistant. Often what happens is you might have a diet too high in carbohydrates 
Uh, and then over time, your body will actually build up that insulin resistance. So you've actually caused through your, you know, your poor food choices, you've actually caused that hormone to become imbalanced. You can reverse it though. So if you've got that stubborn area of back fat and, you know, the love handle area, you can obviously look at what type of carbs you're eating in your nutrition plan. What you want to do is try to reduce the amount of insulin that your body are secreting. That will help. But also you can add in some fats. You can add in other things that will actually help you become the opposite to insulin resistance, which is insulin sensitive. So once you become more insulin sensitive, what you'll find is the love handle area and the back fat will start to um, diminish and you'll, you know, you'll be able to see that that shape that you should be rather than have that excess body fat there. <laughs> and what about saddlebags and the booty area? Is that is there um is it the same hormonal principles there? Yeah, so often we link that back into high estrogen. Uh, I've worked with a lot of women over the years that often if one hormone's out, often they'll find that the others are out because they all act in sync. They kind of act like seesaws. So if one's low, one's high, one's high, one's low. So it can throw out other ones and where they've found high estrogen can uh, be linked to is that lower area. So around the legs, around the booty, um, you know, you can address that through better food choices, things that naturally detox estrogen. Uh, looking at what sort of skincare products you put on, what goes on your skin, um, your household products, making sure that there's no estrogen mimickers that can bump up that hormone uh, even more. Uh, natural progesterone uh, increasing will actually help that seesaw, so it'll bring that estrogen dominance down. Um, your progesterone is is quite important there. So a lot of women that store a lot of that cellulite and lower body fat, uh, if they go get their, their test done, they often will find that there can be like that imbalance between progesterone and estrogen. Sometimes it's not always that your estrogen is high, it's just dominant. So I think a lot of people now understand what estrogen dominance is um, and what they can do to go about it. So obviously training and food will, will, will help, but I think also looking at how you can naturally detox estrogen and looking at how much toxins you're exposed to on a daily basis and how you can reduce that will help as well. Are you saying that these um, conversations around hormone and body shape and trouble zones, are these uh, related to hormonal fluctuations? So is this a conversation for perimenopause and menopause or is this always, like this is always oh, a conversation? It's any stage of life because as you get older or as you even may go through pregnancy, that's when I really discovered my hormones, um, but any age of life, your hormones are going to be fluctuating, even depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle or if you're going into perimenopause, your hormones are going to change because you're transitioning. So the better awareness you have of how they're changing and how they're going to affect you, uh, you can actually use those you know, tools, these foundational tools, to help not have that fluctuation as much. Um, I think it's near impossible to completely balance your hormones because your body's natural means is to have those fluctuations, but you can reduce the highs and lows by understanding 
you know, the, the, the food principles, the lifestyle principles and the exercise principles. I'm going to go back to what you said earlier in our conversation. You were saying certain exercises can trigger hormones. Talk to me about that principle. Yeah. Uh, so this is just based on, I guess, over the last two decades I've trained people is often I've found that uh, in particular females that do a lot of cardiovascular exercise and not enough structured weight training. So when I say structured weight training, it has to have enough volume to really get the hormone benefits from it. Uh, what I've found is that the ones that do too much cardio, not enough uh, of the strength training, often find that their weight's just not shifting, particularly around that sort of belly fat. So they might be feeling like they're lighter, um, but they're just not getting they're not getting that sort of um, tone, or they're not getting that body composition, uh, you know, transformation. And, and often that comes down to looking at what hormones are stimulated when you train. Often with cardio or aerobic exercise, it's not to say that you don't do it. You just don't want to do it excessively or you want to have the right portion of weight training and uh, cardiovascular exercise. So if I was doing, say, 80% of my week was cardio and only 20% was weight, you may find that you might be overstimulating cortisol, so you might be producing too much, which is counterproductive to what your objective is, which is to, you know, lean down, have a more stronger, shapely physique. Um, so they're the type of things that you just want to look at is looking at your, your program proportion. If you, say, had 80% structured strength training and then you had, you know, your 20% cardio, which is just like, you know, you're walking and you're doing some incidental exercise and whatnot, you'll probably find that you'll stimulate a lot more of the hormones that will help with keeping you young, so your anti-aging hormone, DHEA, which I think I've mentioned before with you when in our talk, um, you'll control that cortisol better so you won't overtrain so much, which is going to help with the, the stubborn belly fat. Uh, you often will find too, just with like that consistent weight training is that you're going to get the physique change. So you'll see the broader shoulders, you know, the little waist, the shapely legs, so things like that from doing a consistent strength training in a higher portion to cardio, that will help as well. Um, DHEA is like your anti-aging hormone that helps with your skin, uh, helps with, you know, your, your, your nails, keeps you youthful, keeps your sex drive up, all that sort of thing. So doing structured strength training in a higher proportion actually helps stimulate that hormone. One of so the things... Like, yeah, I always call weight training the secret uh, fountain of youth. You know, it's like people don't underestimate how it keeps you young, but not just your physique, but your skin and everything as well. That, which is kind of contrary to what a lot of um, information that's out there. A lot of people are scared that if they do too much weight training, it actually ages you, it fatigues you, makes you look uh, less feminine. So I'm really interested to hear about the, you know, the youth hormone benefits of weight training. How do we know what to do? You know, you always talk about work out smarter, not harder. How often, what type, what supplements you know, from a from a lens of being ageless, exactly as you were saying, from the lens of the fountain of youth, which is strength, 
proportion, lean body mass and energy and radiance. What's, what's a program that, you know, we could follow? Look, as a new mum, I basically put to work on these kind of smaller, sharper workouts. I found over the years three to four sessions of good quality strength training a week consistently will still get a really good result. Now, obviously, when I was competing, I was training a lot more than that, um, and that can give you some awesome results, but we have to be realistic about how much time we've got to spend uh, in the gym. I don't really think there's that much added benefits to training over that 45-minute mark, so you can get a really good session in 30 minutes, three to four times a week, and you would be ideally working on one to two muscle groups in that session. So you're giving those muscles a real chance to burn out and fatigue. And what about men? Do the same principles apply for men? Yeah, absolutely. I find a lot of men actually respond quite well to the program. Uh, a lot of men don't actually know much about hormones. They always think it's a bit of a ladies' issue. Uh, so when you explain some of those principles, it really resonates with them as well and they get fantastic results. So we were talking about how often we should be training and you gave us some indica- indication. Are there any kinds of exercise that you can point out, you know, if from your program or that we can do at home or try out at the gym for that weight resistance training that's going to be beneficial for hormones and balancing out our hormones? Yeah, compound exercises are often really good. So they're your big bang for your buck exercises, um, things like deadlifts, things like squats. Uh, often they actually get that uh, bigger hormonal response. So that can actually really help with balancing your hormones as well. And what about supplement sales? Should we be taking supplements in addition to hormone balancing exercises? Yeah, some basic supupplements will really help. So a branch chain amino acid I take during training. Um, that a actually what? Helps Sorry, what was it? It's a branch chain amino acid. So um, short, the short like saying or the short name for it is BCAA. Um, so that actually helps with not only your hair, skin and nails. Again, it helps with that muscle recovery, actually helps with cortisol post-workout as well. So it lowers that cortisol. Uh, often what you find when you're training, you're getting that stress hormone working quite well, but you want it to be blunt or you want it to slow down after exercise. So it helps with that. Uh, it also can help manage blood sugar levels as well. So always get someone on a branch chain amino acid to start. Um, magnesium can help at night, particularly if you're quite wired uh, and you know, you've got that high cortisol, which you just need help calming your central nervous system. That can help. Uh, multivitamins, just good to make sure that your overall levels are quite well. Um, something to help with digestion, so either digestive enzymes, and you can get a multivitamin that's formulated with digestive enzymes. Um, and what you'll also find is so a good multivitamin will help. Um, that just ensures all your levels are where they should be. Uh, you can also get one that's got a good digestive enzyme or something to help you know break down your food and absorb it. Uh, so that would be what I'd start with, two to three key supplements. Uh, and then based on how you go with that, then you can add things on. But uh, often I find 
you can go too hard on the supplements and not get all the other things right. So you just want those starting ones to help and then you can add things in if, if need be. And you said about 20% of cardio. What are the best uh, youth hormone inducing and, um, you know, safe uh, cardio exercises to dovetail back into this program? Yeah, walking is fantastic. Walking hills, if you've got hills around you. Um, cross training is very good. So, you know, you've got your traditional cross trainers at the gym. They're less weight-bearing. Uh, look, people love to run, and if they are a bit addicted to it, then I don't like to tell them that they can't run. Um, but often it's quite high impact on the knees, particularly as we're getting older, and it does really bump up that cortisol. So if you've got cortisol issues, I often try to avoid running. Uh, they're probably the best ones, walking and, and cross-training. Uh, I find that everyone can get out and do a walk, um, so it's not limited to just having, you know, strength training equipment as well. If, if you don't know where to start, you know, find some hills and walk up some hills. That'll, that'll get you started. And then obviously do your weight training as well or your strength training. Now, you're in my book. Um, you've got some fantastic exercises that we've got, and I'm going to link to that as well. And I'd also love you to share with us what your program is about because it's always nice to be guided. When you don't know what you're doing, uh, it's always fantastic to be guided. So we talked about walking. We talked about supplementation. We talked about just some basics with weight training. But what are, what are the types of things that we can do on your program as well? Yeah, sure. So I run monthly courses. Uh, they are accountability courses. So basically you get put into a group with the other people that are doing the monthly course. The reason I do it in a small group is because I find that you make connections in the group and it keeps that accountability higher. Uh, I often find that that support over those courses really helps. So they go over a 28-day cycle, so I run one of those once a month. Uh, with the accountability group or course, you get your, your 28 days programming, so that's your strength training program. Now, I often try to make them as home-friendly as possible because everyone's in lockdown at the moment. So if you do have a snap lockdown and have to stop training at your gym, you can at least translate those exercises into the home environment. Uh, I often find with basic nutrition and lifestyle principles as well, they're all included in your uh, Muscle Mama menu, manual when you sign up to the accountability. So you basically get all the tools that you need for that 28 days to start balancing your hormones. Uh, and obviously with the objective of toning, leaning, better quality of life, um, but also you've got that accountability. I don't know how many people I've spoke to that, they don't actually, you know, do it. So they sign up to something, but then they waste their money on these kind of um, workout programs. Oh, and I have actually introduced, I forgot, since we've been in lockdown, with that accountability package, you actually get a weekly coaching call with me. So I ring you, and I usually do it through Messenger, and uh, we just have a quick 15, 20-minute chat, workshop any areas that you could be struggling with, then we tend to do a plan of attack. Then when I call you in seven days' time, I'll check in and say, hey, how did you go with those things that we talked about last week? So it's basically coaching calls um, weekly throughout the 28 days as well. 
And to wrap it up, I would like to ask you, what is a reasonable time frame to get your hormones under control by exercise and to start seeing results in those problem areas and in our overall vitality and, you know, youth markers? Oh, depending on how committed you are to the process, I guess, I find for some people one round of accountability, they really start to nail some of those, um, you know, bad habits and start to implement some of the hormone principle habits and they find that either their cycle gets more regular so their moods get more regular. Um, I, I, some people even after two weeks can notice a difference. Now, they might not have the transformed body yet, but in terms of their fluctuations of moods, which we know is, you know, hormones have a big role in, in how, we, how we feel, um, can that can you know, be almost, you know, instant, one to two weeks. Um, if you are looking for a fairly big change to, say, your midsection or your back fat or leg or whatever it is, I would give yourself a good eight to 12 weeks of being consistent uh, and just not just being consistent, I guess, with what I tell you to do. It's more working with you to find something that's sustainable. So anyone can follow a genetic a generic sort of program, um, but you also need to find something that's sustainable for you, and I think that that's really important as well. Definitely. If you don't do it, it doesn't work, right? Well, that's right, and something that you've got to enjoy. So for those people that might not be, you know, 100% with everything, but they're 70% because that's what they can do at that time, they're still going to get a result. It just might take that little bit longer. But chances are they'll stick with it for longer as well. So there's all those factors that you take into play with, with somebody. But sure, if someone signs up and they're very committed and, and things like that, they'll, they'll notice change fairly quickly, for sure. It was so good to speak to you. I'm so psyched to get focused on, you know, thinking about exercise as part of the overall anti-aging program yeah. and to stay your, you know, most vital self ever and I'll link out to everything that you do and your social media as well you you know you are really you walk your talk and it's such a pleasure to speak to you thank you so thank much you. for being on ageless no great to see no you Sal. thank you thank you Baha. thanks Dan. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 